Praise the Lord. Church, y'all can be seated. Jesus is the best. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I want to say that I just want God to have his way here. I just want him to have his way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, saints. Thank you, church. God's been good to us. Been good to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'd like for you to turn to Luke chapter 8. Chapter 8, beginning at verse 4. We'll read in verse 4 through 15. Very familiar passage of Scripture dealing with the parable of the sower. And verse 4 starts like this. It says, And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And when he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil, and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy, these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart have heard the word, kept it, and bring forth fruit with patience. I want to draw your attention to verse 14, saying, And when they fell among thorns, are they which when they had heard go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. I just want to talk to you tonight about thorns. Thorns. Let's all pray. Lord, we thank you for the privilege to be here tonight. Thank you for your presence that's here, dear God. I'm asking you to bind us together, Lord. I'm asking that your anointing would fall in this place. That your will would be done, God. That your will would be done. I pray, God, strengthen each and every one of us in this house here tonight. Bless each and every one, God. Help us in this hour, Lord, to be effective for you, God. Help us, Jesus, do a mighty work, Lord, I pray. And bind us together, Lord. And we give you the praise, give you the glory. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Thorns. Again, Luke 8 and 14 says, And they which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Verse 15 
says, but that on good ground are they which in an honest and a good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bringeth forth fruit with patience. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of put my spin on this a little bit, and I may be out in left field here tonight, but the Holy Ghost has been dealing with me about this particular passage of Scripture in my own life. In my own life. You see, I believe that good ground can develop thorns. Good ground. What better place for thorns to develop? What better place for weeds to develop is good ground. You can go out into to the fields of the farmers and you can, you can see that they have planted. And as time goes by, you might see some weeds begin to grow in the midst of the wheat field. I grew up in south central Kansas and a friend of mine, his dad was a spray pilot. And that was his uh, main bread and butter, if you will, during the summertime was to spray the wheat fields to kill the weeds that was on the wheat fields. And so there's a lot, of, a lot of effort that went into getting rid of those weeds. And the reason why, and we know that here tonight, is the fact that if the weeds and thorns are left to stay amongst the crop or the plant, it will hinder the development of that plant. It will sap its nutrients. It will take the moisture that was intended for that plant. It will take it and it'll... it'll It'll cause it maybe to, to not grow and, 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 and do what it's supposed to do. And in time, if we're not careful, pretty soon I've seen it happen on wheat fields there in south central Kansas where farmers didn't spray. Pretty soon you can't hardly see the wheat because of all of the weeds. Verse 14. I want to bring something out to you in the scripture here tonight in the fact that this particular passage says, and they which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. The plant was still living. The plant was still alive. But the problem was the plant wasn't able to bring forth fruit to perfection, wasn't, it wasn't able, wasn't able, and the thorns choked it, and the cares of life choked it, to the place to where the plant was still there, but every time fruit began to produce, it never could come to perfection, it couldn't come to completion because it was hindered. Hebrews 12 and 15 says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. I want to read the amplified version of the same scripture, Hebrews 12 and 15. It says it this way, Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another, to see that no one falls back from the fails to secure God's grace, His unmerited favor, and spiritual blessing, in order that no root of resentment, rancor, bitterness, or hatred shoots forth and causes trouble and bitter torment, and that many become contaminated and defiled by it. Defiled by it. 
I'm talking about cares of life. I'm talking about life. Day to day. Things that you go through. Situations that happen in your life. You've got good ground. You've got good ground. And, and you've produced. And, you, and, you, and your plant has been growing. And, it's been, and it's, been, it's been bringing forth some fruit. But as time goes on, some things begin to develop. Some situations begin to happen. Matthew Henry, in his commentary, in talking about the good ground, I want to, I kind of want to lay a foundation of the good ground here before I go any further. And it says, The good ground which brings forth good fruit is an honest and good heart, well disposed to receive instruction and commandment, a heart free from sinful pollutions and firmly fixed for God and duty, an upright heart, tender heart. And a heart that trembles at the word is an honest and good heart, which having heard the word understands, and so it is in Matthew, receives it, and so it is in Mark, and keeps it, so it is here. As the soil not only receives, but keeps the seed, and the stomach not only receives, but keeps the food. Talking about good ground. Talking about good ground. Got a question for you here tonight. Do you remember... How it felt when you first got the Holy Ghost. Do you remember? Do you remember what went through your mind? Do you remember how you felt when you walked out of there in 2 Corinthians 7.11? It says, For behold, this selfsame thing that you sorrowed after a godly sort, what carefulness it wrought in you. Yea, what clearing of yourselves. Yea, what indignation. Yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge, and all things ye had approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? That that desire, that tenderness, that that good ground, so to speak, that you had when when you first came to God. And I'm I'm talking about myself here tonight. The Holy Ghost has been dealing with me. Here, especially the last few months, Pastor, about my relationship with Him. You see, I, I got the Holy Ghost in 1989, and I grew up Lutheran, and then I went to Methodist and ended up finally finding truth and got the Holy Ghost that year. And so it's been a minute since I initially got the Holy Ghost, and I've gone through some things in my life, and you've gone through some things in your life here tonight. I can remember though when I first got the Holy Ghost in a service. We were there and, the, and, the, and the, he had a visiting minister come by and he got to preaching. And My parents owned a restaurant there in Anthony and in the restaurant we had a supper club and a dance hall. And in the dance hall we also had, um, I would DJ, DJ dances. Yeah, me. <laughs> DJ John, yeah. And so, consequently, I had quite an album collection. Now, for you younger kids that are here, it's that big black round thing that we would take a needle and put it on it, and it would spin around and around. It'd have to be the right rotation. If you didn't have the right rotation, you'd have chipmunks. <laughs> Some of you know what I'm talking about. Young people look at me like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. 
So anyway, I had quite, quite a large record collection. I mean, I mean it, was, it was pretty large. And after I got the Holy Ghost, I thought within myself, you know, I don't think I'll get rid of them. I think I'll go sell them, give the money to the church. Sound logical. So I remember that was, that was my plan. And so here I am at this, this church service, and here's this visiting minister. He gets to preaching. All of a sudden, in the middle of that message, I mean, the Holy Ghost got to dealing with me and says, go home, get rid of them albums. I was like, what? I was going to sell them. Holy Ghost said again, I said, go home, get rid of them albums. All right, enough said. So, I mean, as soon as service was dismissed, I didn't shake hands. I didn't say good night. Immediately I went, got in my rig, drove home, drove up to the garage, opened up the back of my rig, went in my house, and I started carrying out boxes of albums to my, to my rig. And Pastor, every box that I carried out to my rig, I'd feel the Holy Ghost. And the next box, I'd feel a little more Holy Ghost. And the next box, and the next box, and the next box. I tell you, I had some record. And man, I was, I was forevermore enjoying myself to the place to where when I ran out of records to load in my rig, I was going, is there anything else that I could get rid of? I'm talking about when I first got into church. But now time has had its effect on me. And there's been some situations and circumstances that I've gone through that have caused me to let some thorns in my field. The definition of a thorn is a sharp, rigid process on a plant, especially one that is short, sharp-pointed, leafless, modified stem. A woodly plant bearing sharp, impeding processes. Synonyms for thorns are these. Aggravation. Annoyance. Bother. Botheration. Expiration. Frustration. Hassle. Headache. Inconvenience. Irk, irritant, nuisance, peeve, pest, rub, ruffle, trial, vexation. Any of you ever had any of that happen in your life? Any of that come rubbing up on you? Huh? A brother come up and say something and you're like, what? Sister says something and you're like, what'd she say? Talking about thorns. Annoyance. Aggravation. Nuisance. Peeve. Pest. Rub. Wrap up all those synonyms of thorn and you have what we call life. 
We have experiences, we have thorns that we fail to deal with completely. Oh, we take them to prayer, but we're not praying through about those things, and so there's still a frustration in our lives. Job 14 and 1 says, Man that is born of a woman is few days and full of trouble. It's a given, folks. We're going to have trouble. We're going to have trouble. You're going to have thorns come your way. You're going to have those situations come your way and try to, try to push their way into you and affect your spirit and, and, and affect your walk with God. Psalms 95 and 8 says, But harden not your heart as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. That word provocation in the dictionary means action or speech that makes someone annoyed or angry. I thought they were a Christian. What did they do, Sandy? What did they mean by that? What did they say about that? Thorns, annoyances, rubbing you the wrong way. Before long, you just kind of shrug them off, but you don't deal with them. Oh yeah, you take, you go and you're praying, you're praying. But you're not casting your care upon Him. Pastor brought that out. That scripture out this morning and in the Amplified it says casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, once and for all on Him. For He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Casting your cares upon Him. The, the very word cast means you've got to let go. You can't cast something and hold on to it. In order for you to cast it, you've got to let it go and let it go and, and let it go. But so often we, we take these aggravations and these situations that we deal with and we go to prayer, but we're taking those things and we're just showing it to Him. Here, here, here it is, God. Here's, uh, here's, the, yeah, here's the frustration. Here's the anxiety. Yeah, here it is. And all the while he's saying, give it to me. And you just keep holding on. You say, well, here it is. It's right here. It's right here. Brother Nelson is so ugly, I don't know how the man even gets dog food. I really don't know. It's right here, God. And you take it and you hold on to it. And guess what? Here comes something else. And something else. And something else. And another thing, and another situation, and another problem. Again, Luke eight fourteen says, And they which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked, choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Galatians 5 and 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, 
joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. That's what the world needs to see from us is our fruit. That's what our brother and our sister need to see from us is our fruit, gentleness, love, joy, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. All of those things, they need to see those things. But again, those those thorns, those weeds choke us to the place to where we can't bring that fruit to perfection. The carefulness and the, and the, and, and the zeal that I once had has waned because I've allowed the thorns to grow in my life and is now I'm just struggling just to, to make ends meet spiritually. Oh yeah, I'm coming to church and I'm coming to prayer, but I, I'm, not what, I'm not where I need to be in God because I've allowed the thorns in my life. Some people have hurt me and said some things or there's been a misunderstanding or you don't understand, man, my job is this and that and, and you don't. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. You can sit in a church service and the man of God can be preaching. I don't know if this happens to you, but there are times when, when my mind is so bombarded with just things that there will be times I'm going, what, what did he just say? Sorry, Elder, I just, it happens. There will be times I'm driving my rig on my work and I wake up and I go, I don't remember getting here. Because I'm so, I'm so concentrated on that problem or that situation or that, that circumstance. I'm just sitting there holding it and just, just working it, man. Working it, trying to figure it out. Yeah, God help me. But no, you can't have it. God help me in this situation. You can't have it. But this right here is what I'm talking about, God. This thorn right here, I need your help with it tonight, God. But, but you can't have it. I, I'm holding on to it tonight. I want to bring out one of the fruit of the Spirit and one in particular here tonight. Because this is the one the Holy Ghost has been dealing with me about. That's joy. Joy. Nehemiah 8 and 10 says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet. Send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be ye sorry. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Is your strength your strength it's your strength <laughs> joy the definition of joy is the passion or emotion excited by the acquisition or expectation of good that excitement of pleasurable feelings which is caused by success good fortune and gratification or desires some good or something good or possessed it's the passion of our life is our joy 
It's our passion. It's our want to, so to speak. You could read it like this. The passion of the Lord is your strength. That's your strength, your want to. coming to church Brother Johnson it's coming to pre-service prayer but I was walking out of here dry get in my rig and start driving home and saying God I need And all the while, man, I can't even see because the thorn bushes are so high I can't see. They've gotten so high I can't hear like I used to hear. And I've got situations, circumstances weighing on my mind and it's just one thing after another, after another, after another. Tori, you can come to music. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you, be transparent with you, let you know kind of what went on in the situation. This is what how I ended up where I'm at here tonight bringing this to you. I can remember a service in particular. I was in, and we got dismissed, and I walked out of here, and I I felt that same dry. People are worshiping, and I'm trying to get into worship, but, man, I just... It's kind of like I'm in this bubble and everybody else is in the party and I'm outside watching you all have a good time. And I got tired of it. It's a place to where I just sat in my truck and I said, God, what's... What gives? I know it's not you, God. I know it's not you. What can I do? See, Elder, I told him I was praying, and I was praying, but I wasn't giving it to him. truck and literally I 
it was like thorn bushes were so tall. And the Holy Ghost began to speak to me and says, you got to get back to that place when you first to that place where a man can preach and I can talk to you about the albums in your cabinet you would you would rush out of service and get it taken care of elder I can remember prayer meetings that I would have with him in Anthony Kansas I'd get off at 2.30 in the afternoon at the restaurant I'd run down to the church just me and him and I would sit at the back of the church on the floor and I'd pray and he'd meet me there in such a rich rich and special way He laid people on my heart at times and then in, in prayer meetings and intercession would come down, Elder, and it'd be, it'd be three hours later I'd get up, my gut would be killing me and I, I'd look at the clock and it, it's been three hours? Felt like it'd been ten minutes. And the particular burden that he had given me back then was for my brother. I didn't even know where he was had no idea where he was living. All I knew was every time I began to pray, I'd see his face held her, and I would just begin to weep and cry out and say, God, save him. And that happened time after time after time after time. I could walk in my house and I could, I could begin to think about David and then it would start all over again. I mean, that burden was heavy. Until one night I was in there in my little house. It was summertime and I had the front door open but the screen door closed and I was in bed and all of a sudden I heard a knock at the door. It was 11.30 at night. I thought, man, who could it be that deep? So I got up out of my bed, snuck, peeked around the corner and all I could see, Brother Albreton was a figure of a person standing there and I could see a cherry of a cigarette I was like who in the world is that and all of a sudden I heard this voice say John I recognized him I said David yeah can I come in I didn't know where he was. I didn't know where he was living. But the Holy Ghost was dealing with me. Pray for your brother. And there he was standing on my porch at 11.30 at night. His life a wreck. Need to come in. We sat and we talked. And he began to pour his heart out to me. He was involved in some... Oh, it was a mess. It was a mess. And I began to tell him about what God had done for me. 
And we sat there and we talked. And tears well up in his eyes. And he said, would God do that for me? I'm tired of the thorns in my life. I'm tired of those things keeping me from that, that relationship with God to the place to where God can use me. Let's all stand here tonight. So to finish up my story about getting back to that place with God, and he said, you got to get back there to where you and I first talk to one another like we did. I said, at the back of the church on the floor. He said, at the back of the church on the floor. So the next day, Brother Jerry, just so happened my jobs were to the place where I had some time and I was close by the church. I said, well, I'm coming, Lord. Here I go. Pulled up in the parking lot turned the rig off opened the door came in and times passed I'd come in here and pray I'd leave those doors open that wasn't I wanted to close them so I did went over sat down on the floor brother Jerry I didn't even get three words out of my mouth and the Holy Ghost fell and I was like, that's what I remember. That's what I remember. And, and as I began to talk to him, he was reaching down and grabbing a hold of the thorn plants in my life and pulling them out one by one saying, you don't need this no more. You don't have to deal with this no more. You, you, you don't give me that too and hand me that. I don't know where you're at here tonight. I don't know what you're dealing with, but I've got a feeling God's been talking to you too about some thorns in your life. I want to invite you to come up here tonight and fall at these altars or fall in your pew, whatever you feel like is your place with Him and spend some time with Him and say, God, I'm tired of the thorns keeping me from my relationship with you. I'm tired of those thorns sapping my joy, my passion, God. Oh, Jesus. That's it. That's it. Oh, God, have your way. Have your way. Have